0: Hello, everyone. This is John Byrne with Poets & Plants. We're here again with Business Casual, our weekly podcast with my co-hosts, Maria Wittbilla and Caroline DiArchi-Edwards. Caroline, as you all know, is the former head of admissions at NCOD and a co-founder of Fortuna Admissions, the MBA admissions consulting firm that we all know. And Maria is the founder of Applicant Lab. So if you want a kind of do-it-yourself guided tour To help you along on your journey to business school, uh, that is the place to go. We have a fascinating and provocative issue to discuss today. Adam Grant, the superstar Wharton professor, who I would say arguably is the most famous, perhaps the most influential business school professor of his generation. He's written best selling books, his classes are all oversubscribed, he has podcasts that is uh, very popular, and he has social media that has tremendous amounts of followers. Well, I was listening to his podcast uh, recently of an interview that he did with Indra Noori, the recently retired former chairman and CEO of PepsiCo. And during that conversation, he kind of put out there a bomb. He said that basically in all his years at Wharton, he's been trying to convince Wharton to drop its two-year MBA program. That's right. Eliminate the two-year program and in its place, put a one-year program and a three-year program. Now, being naturally provocative, I put a headline on my commentary and the headline was Adam Grant's dumbest idea ever. Maria, do you agree?
1: I agree that your headline was an excellent one for grabbing attention. Uh, I I don't agree that it's a, a dumb idea. I actually think there is a lot of merit to at least rethinking what is the MBA and changing it and tailoring it based upon someone's goals for the degree. I don't necessarily know that it has to be, a, it's either one year or it's three years. I think there's room for a two-year in there as well. But I think he makes some really good points. So my understanding, I think one of the biggest reasons he is advocating this is that a lot of people, you start the internship recruitment process a couple of months, if, if even that, right? If you want to go into consulting or banking, they advise you to start preparing for those interviews in August, right before you even get to campus. And so you start preparing for these interviews and you take the internship and you do the internship. And if you hate the job, now you're stuck because you go into your second year having to now figure out what you want to do after graduation. you don't have the experience uh, that you, you know, that an employer would would know. You don't even know what it is you want to do, perhaps. And so I think that that is a very valid point. I also think it's in part because business schools spend um so much effort trying to convince candidates that, you know, you can make a career change. Here's a featured post on our blog about this person who made this career. But the truth is that making very dramatic career changes is very difficult. And so if somebody really does want to go from, say, being a software engineer to work in private equity, they're going to need more than one internship to do that. Um, So I think I agree with the idea that I think business schools should try to come up with more than one internship. I think a lot of people have informally started doing this, though. I think many students have informally on their own started crafting their summers to have two internships. Um, And regarding his point about people like not knowing what they what they want to do, I think the solution to that would be to have a really in-depth. I don't think you need a whole extra year from business school of business school to do that. But I do think that there is merit to having prior to enrollment an intensive six-week, four-week deep dive into psychological testing, taking the Career Leader uh, online tool, which I am a huge fan of. You know, maybe you spend a week in an investment bank and you spend a week at a consulting firm, right? I, you know, like make a list of maybe four things you think you might want to do and try to narrow it down, right? So I think I think a lot of his. I think his his criticisms are completely merited. I don't necessarily think that the only way to address them thoughtfully requires an extra year of school.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I, I guess my argument here is an MBA is a costly investment in money and time. And if you want to increase the cost of the program by 50%, uh, far more numbers of people are going to be coming out with debt. Many already come out with debt, and often it's six-figure debt. Uh, you're making the three-year MBA, at least, if there was no two-year option, uh, a less accessible degree. And if the problem is the fact that recruiters pounce on students so early, why don't we solve that problem? Why don't schools just stand up and say, hey, you can't come here uh, for the whole first semester. Sorry, you just can't do it. And with Zoom and everything else today, you don't have to come. Uh, You might be able to have, you know, an open cocktail hour uh, on Zoom. And you may not be able to press the flesh and get to know the students as well as you'd like. But, you know, they need to be focused on their studies and and figuring out what their true intellectual and professional interests are before uh, you get your hands on them. So, you know, I, um, his main point, as you pointed out, was career switchers say they wish they could have an extra year to explore their intellectual and professional interests and have that second internship. But you're right. You know, many companies today actually have pre-MBA internships. There's a lot of experiential learning in these programs that, while not effectively an internship, give people the kind of work experience to talk about in their interviews, And then there is traditional summer internship, which uh, Maria, as you point out, some people are actually carving up and doing two instead of one. Now, Caroline, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I agree that you do see, I mean, different people have different needs, right? And definitely I see more and more candidates um, tailoring their experience, for example, by doing pre-MBA internships. Um, I've seen a lot of successful candidates getting into the top schools Who have done, for example, you know, two years at McKinsey, and then they've done something else for a year, right? They've tried something else before they go to business school, and I think that makes them more appealing to the top schools because they've got that greater breadth and depth of experience, and you know, just makes them more interesting candidate for the classroom. So, you know, I, I I think that it's very difficult to have a one-size-fits-all approach, right? When you've got such a global um, candidate pool, people coming in actually at different ages. So someone who's coming in at very, a very early stage in their career, two years may be a little bit short, right? Whereas someone who is in their late 20s or around 30, the idea of taking two years out of their career is already you know, prohibitive. So people have different options already and you know I think what he says is is very flattering to schools like Insiad who ha- do have the one-year program I, I think that some us schools are a bit stuck with a two-year program you know the model is designed around that it would be very difficult for them to change right as as, as you said you know some of the some other schools in in North America have shifted towards one year options, but it's pretty limited in the U.S. and and sort of INSEAD led the way with a one year program in Europe, and you know a lot of the European schools followed suit, and that has proven a very powerful model. And I, I think it's difficult for the top U.S. schools that have you know quite a heavy machine designed around those two years to change that.
0: And of course, um, the big appeal of the one year MBA, incidentally, is uh, much lower cost and shorter in duration, so you can get on with your career more quickly.
2: Mm.
0: You know, a, a two-year Wharton MBA now costs about $231,000 in tuition fees and room and board. If you added the third year, we'd come to about $350,000 for an MBA. Mm. Uh, I will also say that Wharton is not among the most generous schools in granting scholarships. So those numbers are very scary to begin with. Now. A Wharton one-year MBA—that's probably that would probably be a good idea, frankly, for particularly for people who already have an undergraduate business degree. That's how Kellogg uh, justifies its uh, 12-month accelerated MBA, and Kellogg has had that one for more than 50 years on the market. They started in '65, not long after uh, NCOAD launched the first one. And now killing because the other part of this proposal is really interesting: killing the two-year MBA, the tried and true. Two-year MBA, the first MBA ever delivered in the marketplace is by Harvard, and right from the beginning, it was two years. And and the structure of that two-year experience makes a lot of sense. In the first year, you focus on the business basics, the foundations and marketing, strategy, finance, accounting. And then in the second year, you bring all of those disciplines together in a more integrated fashion, as well as doing a deep dive in, at that point, an area of interest that probably you should be ready to tackle, whether it's operations, finance, whatever. And that, that model has been tried and true. It works very well. I don't see why anyone would want to kill a two-year program. Now, Maria, you went to Harvard for two years. Can you imagine being there for three?
1: I mean, I, I loved Harvard. I would have I would have loved to go for three years. I think I think most people who go to business school would love to have more time there. Um, I think,
0: and I totally agree with that. That that is almost universal, and it speaks to the incredible experience a good MBA program is.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't I don't think the two year MBA should be killed. I think he's a little he's sort of maybe overstepping. Maybe he's trying to grab headlines with with that kind of dramatic statement. <laughs> uh, but I I mean, again, I agree with a lot of the points he's making, right? I think if you really are interested in a breadth of business topics, I think the two-year program is great for most people, but I don't think it is necessary. And I also think it is not ideal for other people. Now, just to quickly address the additional cost, maybe what you do is, it it could be a three-year program, but that doesn't mean it's three full academic years of learning. It could be you alternate every other semester during those final two years with an internship coursework, internship coursework. So if you're doing it that way, maybe, and that, that's not what he said, but I'm just, you know, using, I'm like, here's what I would do. Um, I wasn't asked, but I, here's what I think. Um, I, you know, I would maybe alternate like internship semester, internship semester. And so that way you could get, you know, you could probably get three, three little internships by the time you graduate. Um, and by the way, you'd be making more money. I, you know, I don't think, You know, I don't think that a lot of people would pursue this three-year option if, say, they wanted to go into like nonprofit management, right? That would be that would be something where, first of all, you already know that's what you want to do in your heart, and so it's unlikely that you're going to change your your goals. uh, And also, you might try to, you know, I I would I would hope that the school, if they were this hypothetical school that would do this, would be really upfront with people and sit down with them and say, like, look, honestly, like if you're going to be in the lower rung of compensation, just think about whether or not you want to do this third year. But yeah, I you know, I would have liked. I'd still be in business school if I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. I've rarely met an MBA who said, "Wow, I'm glad this thing is over." Uh, almost everyone has has such an incredible experience that they wish they could uh, hang on for a little bit more. But of course, they're not thinking of the money and everything, all the other consequences of that. I think. Uh, Caroline, when you finished your program, because you, you were at NCI for 10 months, uh, did you feel like you would like to hang around for another year?
2: Yeah, it, it definitely goes faster than you think. I think whether it's one year or two years. I mean, I did one year because I started in January, I finished in December, and I did an internship in the summer. So if you start in January, it's a 12-month program at NCId, But it does go very fast. Yeah, I mean, I felt, I can remember, um, you know, January – 2004 I kind of felt like I jumped off a speeding train and was kind of you know shell-shocked for a little while that was it was all over right because you have really missed that incredible group of people and that intense experience and going back to normal life is a bit disappointing quite frankly <laughs> even though having said that my first week of work was um, a training program at a beach hotel in Bali because I had joined the <laughs> World Bank group in Indonesia so it wasn't too rough but but I have to say, I was I was really missing the NCI experience.
0: Yeah. And, and coincidentally here, uh, we also published this past week our composite ranking of the best international programs. NCI uh, for the sixth time in a row uh, was number one. Uh, but what's interesting about the list is, you know, the program length of the top 10 programs, along with the cost. And, uh, you know, NSEAD is now about $104,000 for its program. Comparatively, because of the two-year span of the MBAs in the U.S., uh, top 25 MBA in the U.S. is just under $200,000 in cost, tuition. Um, And On the least expensive end among the top 10 is Warwick Business School, 12 month program uh, $52,000. Uh, Oxford is at uh, 75, uh Cambridge is at 70, you know, London Business School is the highest price because they have a, a program that's 15 to 21 months and that's uh, a little over $111,000. IMD is at 105, uh IESE in uh, Barcelona is uh, about 107. Considerably cheaper than uh, U.S. programs and great brands. So my question uh, is for people who are not constrained by geography and could take their MBA anywhere. What is the case for a European MBA, Caroline? Let's start with you.
2: Well, first of all, I would say if you're going to Insead, it's not a European school, right? Because it's it, it's a truly an international school. The Singapore campus is completely. Um, equal with the Fontainebleau campus in fact some people study it said they never go to Europe right because you can do the entire program in Singapore
1: um, mm. it's
2: also the Abu Dhabi campus with the EMBA and some of the MBAs go there as well so so it is truly a global program I mean having said that you know if you go to London Business School or a lot of the other um, you know European-based schools you will also have a very international cohort uh, a really global cohort and so I think it just adds an additional dimension to your learning, which you can't get in a classroom of people who have all come from quite a similar country and culture. And it's a very challenging environment to teach in. You know, I've talked to professors who've taught both at INSEAD and at some of the top US schools. And, you know, INSEAD has the exchange with Wharton and professors teach at both schools sometimes. And they talk about how the INSEAD classroom is particularly tough for the faculty because you have people with such radically different perspectives on things. And, you know, it it, 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 it it's definitely, you know, an environment where there's just a lot of different dynamics going on. And that, that makes it a remarkably rich learning environment as a student. So for anyone who's looking to work across borders and really get, um, you know, get a global springboard for your, for your future career, I think, you know, it's, it's a great option to have and, and, you know, something people should seriously consider. Having said that, you know, if you're, if you're from the U.S. and you're thinking about, you know, basing yourself in the U.S. for the rest of your career, I think you should go to a top US school if you can, because your career, you know, your network is going to be mostly based in the US if you go to a a top US school. It's important to think about where your network is going to be in the future. So, you know, the INSEAD network is incredibly powerful. You know, if you're moving around the world, you know, my husband went to Stanford, I went to INSEAD. We've moved around to different countries. And, you know, honestly, he's tapped in more to my network outside of the US than he's tapped into a Stanford network because. Stanford's an incredible school, but it's a very small program. And most people stay in the U.S., if not, stay in the Bay Area, right? So so if you're moving around internationally, schools like that don't have the most powerful network. And so, but, you know, if you want to stay in the U.S. and this is your focus, there's, uh, I, I think there's, you know, the best, the best option is going to a top U.S. school. So, you know, it's very important, I think, to consider who you know where your network is based and where will be you know what geography is most relevant for you in the future maria you agree
1: yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think the world is i will say that in in favor of doing an international program i think the world is only getting smaller i realize that covid has made international travel less common but we are still increasingly working in general, anyone in business is increasingly working with people all over the world, and so I definitely think that there is something to be said. It's one thing to read an article about, like, oh, here, you know, I remember before I moved to Hong Kong, I was reading, I was trying to find these articles on, like, how to do business with people in China. And, you <laughs> know, and it ta- those articles taught me a few useful things, like, oh, you hold out your business card with two hands. Uh, but there's really no, ex- there's really no replacement for actually experiencing it. And so I think that given the increasing globalization of pretty much every industry, there is a lot of merit to getting that international experience.
0: And even the most global U.S. school is not global by any measure against many of these schools. I mean, at HEC Paris, for example, the latest uh, incoming cohort, only 5% of that class is from France. So the the mix of uh, cultures and backgrounds and geographies is really, truly um, deep.
2: I would also add to that that a lot of the U.S. schools, when they're reporting the international population, a lot of those people are dual passport holders, right? So they're U.S. plus something else and they've spent a lot of their life in the U S or they um, they're green card holders. And um, you know, they, they are, they have another they are citizens of another country, but they were in the U S before they went to business school. So, you know, their, their exposure may not be as truly international as it, as it appears when you look at the class statistics.
0: Right. Exactly. You have no regrets having gone to NCI, I'm sure. And Absolutely know Maria has has no regrets about going to Harvard, right?
1: No, though I wish if Insead had been a two year program, I I might have gone there because I had such an international career prior, and I loved being international. And you know, life is life has not led me to be international right now. But as soon as my kid goes away to college, I am hoping to be internationally again. <laughs> 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 so it was just more like the duration. I was like, man, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I need more time in school. Um, and I would have loved to jump between France and Singapore and Singapore and France. And, oh, gosh, it must have been incredible. <laughs> uh, it
0: was indeed. a lot of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, for all of you out there who have an interest in uh, maybe doing a, a European uh, or other kind of international degree, take a look at our ranking. Lots of information in there for you uh, to see uh, maybe schools that you may be less familiar with that you should become more familiar with. Uh, and if you have a view on Adam Grant's um, proposal to do away with the two-year MBA and replace it with a one and a three, uh, we'd love to hear from you, too. Meantime, Maria, Caroline, thank you so much. This is John Byrne with Poets & You've been listening to Business Casual.